Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, near or far, high or low. You're listening to the Coach D podcast. And listeners, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped, I'm excited. Um, and you, you know how we do on the Coach D podcast, listeners. We have to introduce these high-level special guests the right way. So without further ado, let me cue the music and introduce this student of the game who's impacting <laughs> so many the right way. Let's do it. Oh. Listeners, stepping on the court by way of oh. New York City, we have a student of the game who has impacted athletes everywhere. With many years of experience under his belt, this coach has honed his expertise in developing players of all skill levels. From beginners to elite athletes, he possesses a deep understanding of the game and the intricacies and uses innovative methods to highlight and enhance player skill and performance. Listeners, I'm excited, I'm humbled, introducing to the studio with me today. Give a warm welcome to Coach Brandon. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, bro? Yes, sir. Wow. Wow, yes, what a what an introduction. You got me running around. <laughs> 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 like I'm about to play a game. Man, that was an awesome, awesome introduction. Demetrius, thank you. thank you for having me on your podcast. Hello, everybody. Good yes, morning, sir. good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. You know, I appreciate the f- fact that you took the time out to get me onto your podcast. I really appreciate that, man. Hundred percent. I mean, obviously, Coach Brandon, the feelings and are mutual. And just to kind of give the listeners a, a little background on how I came across you, because I could just highlighted your innovative methods of really um, developing skill. I came across your um, Instagram the other day, and I think, especially in, I mean, I'm very excited that the basketball community is continuing to grow, and um, you know the 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 tools that players are able to assess now is huge and i think one thing that really stands out from your instagram compared to the rest is just how innovative is stuff that me personally i mean i've been fortunate enough to teach basketball for about 12 years now i've never seen some of the stuff that you've done which immediately stood out to me and again i'm just big on purpose you know and i just love the fact that you you really tap into the athlete's psyche, their their mental, really kind of. It's it's just not about building the player. It's it's about building the person. And even if they don't mm-hmm. grow to be that phenomenal professional basketball player, the the lessons that was instilled with them in basketball, mm-hmm. they can translate that into life. You know. So I mean, honestly, that's just kind of a background on how I came across you and before we even get started coach Brandon talk to me how is your physical and how's your mental right now man what a very powerful question my physical is going really well uh I've really been changing up my diet itself learning new ways to nutritionize my body which by I've been doing a lot of juicing and I love the outcomes and the benefits that juicing has been providing for me makes me feel much more lighter you know, I'm getting the intakes of all my fruits and vegetables at the same time. And I believe it's a, a beautiful way for a lot of people to go, you know, if they definitely have a hard time just intaking a lot of greens. I could right. definitely recommend that. And then mentally, man, you know, life is beautiful. You know, it's, it's a nice. blessing to be here alive on this earth day to day to be able to 
understand that you have the power to actually live out the dream that you want to, no matter what society or circumstances that you're living in. You know, I just believe you got to continue to just be a good person, you know, push yourself always and just always be kind. Mm. So I thank you for that, that uh, powerful questions of asking of me. How am I doing? And yes, sir. I wonder how you doing, man. That's a beautiful question. Oh, man. I mean, honestly, I'm doing good. You know, I mean, it's, it's I just came back. I mean, I'm fortunate enough, you know, not to only be just teaching in um, universities and I have my own club. I'm fortunate enough to be teaching uh, primary school kids, you know, so kids from mm. the age of literally as soon as they can walk all the way up until they're 11, 12. And it's a, it's a awesome. unique situation for me because when I kind of first started coaching I was more teaching um kids around 15 16 where I I, I was their second or third coach so at that time it was more about kind of um holding on to the good habits and just fine-tuning some of the bad habits and now I'm in a position where they're being introduced to basketball for the very first time they 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 may have heard about LeBron James Steph Curry they may have watched the game but actually play the game understand the importance of teamwork skills and and just you know bringing them up in the right way is it's a it's huge excitement but it's it's a huge responsibility that i i I take very seriously as well so i just got done today teaching at the school and and again mentor is is great you know um it's 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 that thing where you know to be uh, truthful and transparent and even the listeners know you know there's there's that phase where everything is running on automatic you know coach right, and, you, know, right, you right. have to think you know you kind of know what you're going to plan and then you kind of get into that slump where you're not really challenging yourself you're not even demonstrating mm-hmm. drills like you used to you kind of just settle back on the sidelines okay i'm gonna need you guys to do this and even though the players are developing you know that you can still get that much more out of them or you know you can still mm. demonstrate you know you can still mm. grow and 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 still learn you know so i'm i'm kind of working on that habit of i'm grateful that i'm in a position where everything runs on automatic but there's so many ways to achieve success and there's so many ways bro. to learn so i'm just trying to stay on that type of path you know absolutely bro i think what you said was amazing and yes, we also got to be, you know, great demonstrators as well, too, because not everybody learns the same. You know, that's some things I've been uh, coming across and understanding as I've been coaching and training kids. Like, not everybody get what you're saying due to the fact that everybody perceives information totally different, you know, right. and some things that we may say may come across another kid's way as a different picture in their mind. So they're demonstrating it as a way to view it. And we sometimes as coaches, man, we get frustrated through that communication instead of understanding that we got to switch our vocabulary and maybe use words that can get them to have a different image to what we looking for as an outcome. Right. Right. And I mean, you coming from, I mean, arguably now there may be some uh, international listeners who may feel different. But I mean, arguably, I mean, I've had guests in the past where they, they were born and raised in NYC. I mean, you got the Knicks, you got the Brooklyn Nets, and even before <laughs> that, Rock Apart, you had some yeah, some man. legends, you know, that, that came from NYC. So before we speak about coach, you know, the player, the the amazing coach that you are today, kind of just take us back to, you know, a, a, a very young Brandon. Maybe he was shy, maybe he wasn't as tall, he wasn't as strong. Where was you 
when you first fell in love with the game and who was the person that, that put a basketball in your hands for the very first time? I love this. Uh, I was always a very shy kid, you know, growing okay. up. And basketball wasn't my first sport. I got to play football due to the fact that my father was close to being a professional football player. Oh, wow. You know, I, I took along a lot of that, uh, those steps as a young kid because I enjoyed it as well too. You know, the physicality of it, the mentality of it that you got to yeah. go to. And from there, you know, basketball was in my life, but it wasn't something that I truly valued as I did growing up until just one moment I started realizing my potential. You know, mm. uh, growing up in New York City, you know, everybody hooping, everybody yeah, playing ball. Thanks. And thanks. it's like, you got no choice but to play ball, especially back when I was growing up. So living in a neighborhood that I do, which is Left Rack City, out in uh, Corona, Queens, right. like we have many, many basketball players that grew up and live out there. And that's where a lot of uh, the talent came from. So I had to realize, you know, these are my friends that as already on this journey, you know, I got to do something to just catch up within myself. Right. So from there, you know, I always love putting my body through intense workouts. Like I love the working out part. So as a kid, I just would, you know, watch a lot of YouTube videos and then go out there and just start training myself from whatever it is that I viewed and just use my imagination. And, and I feel like that's one thing I really did as a kid was just have a big imagination because I was so shy and not really outspoken. My imagination inside my external was huge. Like I could just picture myself or picture things. Uh, to me, I believe that normally most people wouldn't uh, view. So right. that just gave me a deep perspective in life. And then, you know, just realizing what I could do with the sport, I just started dreaming bigger about myself in which it motivated me to want to do more and also just take my parents out of the neighborhood as well too. So yeah, Left right. Rack City was a great basketball community. It was also tough growing up i'll definitely say that much but it also was a a very beautiful experience being able to be shy and still have that huge imagination and let your mind just flow into what your body just want to actually just show you see i you got me one wanting to skip my own questions and just get to the end right now because you <laughs> talk about the mind right now but i'm just I, i'm just gonna run this play we sit in the first quarter, so we're going to take our time <laughs> with the listeners. But, I mean, Coach, I mean, just, just talk about, because, again, I mean, you know, gr growing up in London, you know, we are very much um, we are very much influenced by the European style of play, and, and that's kind of reflected in how we play outdoors in the parks, you know. Yes, it, we've got the athleticism, but it's all about team play. And when you kind mm. of look at NYC, at least from the people that I've spoken to, and even just watching the documentaries the and ones and what goes on at rocker park you got mm -hmm. kobe bryant kevin durant putting up two rocker park you know that like they don't want to play anywhere <laughs> else in the world but nyc right. park you know and there's there, there's throughout so many different people throughout so many different documentaries it's so many voices but they all speak of the the grit the toughness the yeah, it's kind of like no blood no foul i mean from your from your perspective, growing up in it, what is it about NYC? Is it is it is it the culture? Is it is it the upbringing? Was it the teams that was playing at the time? Just what makes NYC like? I, I even heard one player say, and I kind of agree. If you can hoop, 
in NYC in an outdoor court, you could hoop anywhere. Like, what was it about the the ingredients of those outdoor courts and the environment, the culture that made NYC that way? And everyone's kind of just tough out there and just strong. Yo, you gotta be tough, man. Like. As you said, no blood, no foul. That's how we look at it. You know, like, you know, what they say is is really true. Like, you know, we we do a lot of of wanting to compete against each other. You know, New York City is a very fast-paced city. So it's not just as it is on jobs as where everybody's trying to just get a job. It's the same thing when it comes to the sport of basketball. Like, everybody want to win. And, you know... We, we got to be tough in order for us to actually make our circumstances and situations come true. So we know not to give up or give in. And, you know, growing up, I used to play with a lot of older guys because I felt like that was the only way that was really going to get me better. But right. just enjoying watching the older people play, you know, like you see them pushing each other around. <laughs> you see them being physical, talking shit, you know. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed that. So remember, you know, just me coming up and playing football, I love the physicality of it, you know. So that intrigued me to really wanting to, like, play with older folks. So nice. in my park, we have six courts. And when I first started Oof. off playing, I had to play on the first medium court where the kids wasn't that good because you had to literally work your way up to get to that last court at the end. (laughs) And man, I'll tell you, you lose one game, bro, you better just pack your bags and go home. (laughs) Word. You know, because so many people will come over there to have next. And we was never really playing. As big as beautiful the court was, we could run nice full courts. Everybody kept it in the half. So it just made it even better because you had to literally play team basketball, you know? It wasn't just one-on-ones most of the time because the courts are, some courts are big, some courts are small, but fortunately my court that's by my park is really big. So, you know, you get the one-on-ones most of the time and then you get, you gotta play like a team. And in addition to that, it's like, yo, if you playing selfishly, most guys wouldn't wanna pick you up. And if you're not, you know, really being tough and stopping people, then forget about it. You know, people not even going to think about it. So you got to build that tough mentality and that, that, you know, that thick skin when you out there on the court. You know, people going to talk shit on the sidelines. Like, that's how it is at Rutgers. (laughs) And that's why guys like Kobe and Katie love that stuff. You know, you got guys chirping at you. But it's it's really all love. It's not really to show any hate or any malice to the people. It's just to get that entertainment out, you know, to really bring the best out of somebody in the most hostile environment. Right, right. You see, and absolutely love that out of the six courts, there was a hierarchy system, you know, because that kind of shows yeah, like <laughs> when you're coming in, if you want to mess around, turn the ball over, miss your layups, all right, you can go over there to the first court and do that. Right. Yes, but when you come to the four, five, and sixes, you better be setting the right angle screws. You better be boxing out. You better be playing defense. Like, I love that because, you know, like, it's, it's, it's different because, like, especially here in London, unless you came from a coach who you know was well drilled there was a there was an ethos there was a a philosophy behind it when you come on the court and you just mess around because there's no um i don't want to say punishment but because there's no consequences for that people kind of forget that when you're on the court yes you want to have fun but especially in in a competitive environment you don't want to be messing around you want to be making on time on target passes so the fact that especially how you was coming up there was that court one to court six 
you can kind of work your way up and even if again you're not that competitive just the fact that you got a taste of okay it got fellas if we really want to make it to court three or court four we need to be playing some team basketball we need to be on point with it so i love that system i love it right right and what's so beautiful about my neighborhood you have a mixed uh group of ethnicities you know and you got european players so like even guys that are from europe and like russia they'll come out there and play ball too so you know they play different and it's cool because a lot of people wasn't used to some of those things so you know they used to kick guys off the court man kick (laughs) so you know they played with their brain as well too so it it was cool you know like and then you got the guys that uh was older than me that to me i call them my ogs you know they used to watch out for me in the neighborhood making sure i was also safe and they was also hooping so we was also inspired uh, people in my peers by people that was older than us because they was going out there and getting it as well and you know when you come on the court with them you know they pushing you in a, in a great right. way they telling you you got to get tough you know right they're not going to hold back on you because they're not one they're not trying to lose and get off that court and you know never be called again and they day is <laughs> over so right. they're going to make sure they they give you the best of both they teaching you at the same time but they're also busting your ass so right <laughs> that's a fact and tell me coach like because i think you know there's there's that moment no matter what sport you play, there's that moment every athlete, every player has where they realize that I am nice at this sport. Like, I'm, I'm built for this sport. So when was that moment for you, coach, when you realized that you was nice at basketball? Uh, when I, I realized it, honestly, later on in my life, because I feel like I, me personally, I played much later than the average person here in new york city so usually okay. kids will start six to eight years old and i literally started at 12 13 so there was a lot of things i had to catch up on like game experience you know again i wasn't really going out there and practicing like how they was so i really started to realize my worth and just you know who i was when i started to understand who brandon was and right. that was later on when i was in college because all my life I was like I said I was a very shy kid and that hindered me to me to how I look at it in my life and I got nobody to blame for anything in my career I feel like all decisions was also made upon me and how I took things because of my shyness right and a lot of that like I said really held me back from really being who I believed and imagined to be but again, mm-hmm. a lot of that really came more until I really started looking deep in, inside myself and just understanding who I was and the work that I put in to where I wanted to be. Right. And even as a player, because I, I, I always find it very fascinating when a player turns into a coach because then it's, it's you're, you're still thinking with, I mean, it's, it's still the game of basketball that you're thinking, but it's from a different perspective where you're kind of thinking about the organization of a team and and getting all five players to work on the same page and drills and basketball IQ and how to teach it as well and how to be a leader and things of that nature. What was some of the, at that time for you coach, what were some of the contributing factors that kind of made you transition from being a player to coach? Uh, I guess, yo, my whole entire life, man. <laughs> I can say that. I hear it. I hear it. Like my whole entire life transitioned me from being a player to a coach because 
uh, back then it wasn't that much trainers when I was growing up. You know, it was a select a few people that was just doing training or workouts alone. Right. And again, so I had to like literally train myself. So that made me learn how to become a sponge. So I would watch hella YouTube videos at my best friend's house because my internet really wasn't really working like that in my in my house. And I would pull up YouTube and just sit there and watch nothing but basketball videos all day. Like when Kyrie Irving was coming up, I would just sit there and study that. Brandon Roy was my absolute favorite player of all time. And I would just sit there and just watch him and emulate any moves that I, I saw in his videos. So from there, that just made me learn how to just stay focused and just watch a lot of small details and just really listen so right. i was able to develop a nice sponge mentality so whatever coach came across my way i would literally remember a lot of things that they would everything that they would teach me literally right. everything because i thought it was valuable i thought all the lessons that was provided was not just for basketball it was for life you know i just saw how it made me not just a better player but a better person as well too so these things i took into consideration because I always was curious about just growing myself and these coaches along my path, along with the people that trained me and pushed me to get better. Like really, I just soak it in. Right. Right. And again, what kind of stood out to just what you have and what you're teaching and your academy. I mean, even before we get to academy, it's rise above. And when you think about rising above, it's not about you want to, uplift you have to rise above challenges you have to rise above your yourself at times and understand that you're better than this you have to rise above game pressure and how, how did rise above academy come about and when it was established you know how would you describe the impact that it's had uh so rise above started with me as again uh i made decisions in my life that i felt like i had to reflect on and I knew growing up I wanted to be a better person so after I was finished with college I really did not know what I wanted to do I was lost and with me being lost it just kept me in a place of just the unknown and then one day like I would just revisit a lot of my memories and I had to do more for myself not just was on the court off the court so I had to get rid of my weaknesses as a person, like the shyness, being able mm-hmm. to speak up, building confidence within myself, understanding my my values, my beliefs. And when I really started tapping into that was when I also met a young kid in the summer of 2017. Okay. His name was Muhammad. I was working for the Parks and Recreation as a, like a, a playground associate. So basically I was just being a basketball coach in the local park in my area. Nice. So that was my job. And... When this kid came across my way, you know, I was playing around with a couple of kids, so he saw that I could hoop, and he asked me to train with him. And with that, I just told myself, like, you know, I was like, I want to see if, you know, this kid is really serious. So I said, yo, you got to come to my park or the park that we both met each other at every morning, which was my job, before I get to work, and I'll train you. And the moment that happened, he was coming every single day wow so by the midst of that like that really it it grew on me so i said okay you know i'll I'll train you but in the midst of me doing that i had to think about myself and where i was at at that moment like brandon are you really ready to 
take on another human being's life to know that he may copy the things that you may do like you have to be a better person like there's no way you're gonna you know maybe get this kid to where he want to go to which is the nba if you never got to that goal yourself so you have to grow into somebody else man and that's when i really did a lot of deep reflecting and with that i was on a journey with my uh one of my close friends and i call him my brother ozzy you know he was going through a tough time right we was going through a tough time as well too so he was part of this journey with me where like we just started reading books man started really working on our personal development like our side of you know our development people and from doing that you know i read an amazing book called stickability the power of perseverance and in there there was a chapter called rise above and i literally like read that that chapter and just started crying man like wow i was in tears it like really just put me in a in a different space and from there too like i read my first book that i wanted to read not that school or somebody else was given to read and i felt a huge accomplishment so from doing that like it literally uh motivated me to grow into a better person so i can be able to train and start really mentoring the youth the way they need to be and be that person that i wish i had growing up as well too wow that that is that is too and and again you know people who come across your page that they might not be able to pinpoint exactly where it came or how but but you know for me personally i think purpose is key just not just in basketball but just in in whatever you're doing and obviously that journey looks different from person to person but again Mm. i could just tell that just looking at your page coach honestly i can tell that 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 life lesson and those life lessons you're learning and just what you're teaching now it's it's driven by purpose you know so i mean absolutely. I, I, I absolutely love that and especially now when you're working with some of these players and you have you know some who are at all different skill levels and some who are at the beginner level but they want to jump straight into the advanced stuff like from your perspective how would you or how important do you think it is for players just to have a strong foundation just in terms of the fundamental skills before they move on to some of those more advanced techniques? I think it is absolutely necessary. Right. Because we get, you know, the foundation starts in every way in life. Like, before you learn how to brush your teeth, you got to learn how to put the toothpaste on the toothbrush. Yes, else you're never going to learn how to brush your teeth. <laughs> right. So, right. to me, you know, in basketball, you can play, mm-hmm. but also, you can also, like, you know, you're not going to really understand the game itself. You know, you could watch it as well, too. You know, right. you could play it, but then you're not going to play it at your maximal potential, I believe. But if you start to get the fundamentals on the small things, then you can, you know, like look at Kobe Bryant. <laughs> he just studies exactly. the fundamentals. He just, you know, he masters it. He understands it to the fullest potential, and which allows him to be as creative as possible. Sometimes we go with our creativity first and not understand the foundation. And to me, no no way is wrong. I just feel like working with young kids, just giving them the foundation allows their creativity to just expand tenfold. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Instead of giving it to somebody who was already creative and now you got to break down their 
creativity fundamentally right to where they may not expand as wide as a kid who who just dreams so huge like think about kids kids dream amazingly big so right. if they just That's get true. those little fundamental core values then boom like oh you never know what is going to come out of that because of right. how he's going to start thinking about themselves right right and and even again it's 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 i think it's just so dope what we do honestly because it it, it really kind of gives us a chance to kind of one look at again self you know just in terms of how was i introduced to the game what were some of the mistakes or even bad habits that i used to have as a player and how can i kind of prepare the next up-and-coming players so that they don't make the same mistakes i did you know like for me i'm big on you know players watching the game from three perspectives you know for me it's about watching it from from a player's perspective in terms of you know you might find your favorite player what they do well why they do it from a coach's perspective as well i think is huge because you kind of understand defensive schemes offensive scheme why those subs are happening why isolation might be better why they're sticking to running that play and also i think as a referee just understanding what is the travel you know semi-contact certain things that you can get away with versus just understanding the rules of the game so for yourself coach like what would you say is just um at the beginning, some of the common mistakes or even bad habits you often see in some players when it just comes to developing them? Uh, you know, I love the skills that's being provided. The details of the game now is just so deep and the right. information has been like research a lot. I just feel like sometimes the skills is overused to little kids and it's not because of their okay. abilities it's just the fact that you know some of them don't dream as big so the fundamentals may be useful for that kid you know other kids they just got a huge imagination where they can see themselves differently and again right. uh exploit that from their like you know their movements and stuff so i just feel like just giving every kid the fundamentals no matter how skillful they are it's going to benefit them in the long run. And even if you aren't skilled, just having those fundamental principles is right. going to help. So like a lot of things you'll see is traveling, uh, putting two hands on the ball a lot, you know, especially dealing with a lot of young, young kids. Right. Um, and then just not really reading the game well when it comes to like middle school, high school, mm, like not learning how to play off the ball. It's too much on the ball teaching. Right. Right, because right. you're not going to always be the superstar on every team you play for. And I it's feel like true. sometimes in our society, you know, we glorify the individual, which is, you know, great. You got to worry about yourself. But then you don't live on the world by yourself. You live with other this people. So this you got to also build the understanding on how can you affect the game elsewhere if I don't have the ball in my hands. Maybe get a rebound. Right, boxing out is a, is a thing that most kids hate doing or don't like doing, but boxing yep. out plays a huge part in the game. 100%. Because at a young and even old level, most of the time, people that lose the game is from rebounding and free yep. throws. Exactly. You know it, coach. <laughs> you know it. Right? So, you know, if, if, if these things are not being implemented early, then it's tough for most kids to just develop. You know, you just see a kid sitting in a corner not really being effective on the court. You know, the, right. the small things like going back door, making certain cuts, 
you know, getting somebody else open besides a person with the basketball is also essential. So, right. you know, these fundamental principles are just, you know, they're, they're always needed, man. <laughs> they always needed. A hundred percent. I even kind of just reflecting on, again, you kind of growing up and you kind of watching YouTube videos of uh, basketball and watching Kyrie. I mean, that guy has a ball on a string it's it's, it's yeah, ridiculous and again it's it's crazy how as as skilled as he is and and how easy he makes it look when you kind of dissect his game and kind of make teaching points out of it and give it to a player for you coach what kind of stands out to for example Kyrie's handles what stands out to him or when players ask well why is he so good at ball handling from your coaching perspective what are some of the components he has that makes him be, be able to have that ball on a string uh to me when i watch Kyrie, it's like uh it's like mozart like he's mm, really totally. he's really artsy and right. i say that not just because you know how he spins the ball it's just how he sees himself mm. I think that's the most, you know, craziest thing ever when it comes to him and how he is able to dribble the basketball. You know, he definitely spent a, a huge amount of time with a basketball in his hands. I believe when he was probably a kid, he had a basketball everywhere he went. Right. So it ended up becoming an extension to him. But in terms of just how he is able to just articulate what he want to do and where he want to do, that comes from his whole entire mind. Right. and how he views himself right 100 percent. and even when it comes to drills or if 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 there's some hoopers that kind of want to get like Kyrie or, or just have a decent package you know what would you kind of introduce to them in terms of drills or just things to be aware of next time when they're out there hooping or just working on their craft you know, in a sense, I would really tell a kid to keep a basketball in his hands all day, every day. Facts, Especially facts. at a at a at a age from five to six. Like we're gonna go to the store, you're gonna dribble that ball. You know, yep. you're gonna do the best you can not to lose it in the street. You're gonna cross people over like they they really playing defense on you. You know, they're gonna say, Hey, listen, tell your kid to stop doing this and I'm gonna just say, Hey, listen. <laughs> this is their dream, let them live it, you know, right. like He's doing this is something that, you know, we don't understand. So let them understand it. And it's right. developing that feel, you know, because most kids don't feel the sport. I feel like this game is a very sensory sport yes. and it really deals with your five senses. But the senses that really targets the most is, you know, your feeling senses, how you feel, your, your vision and just how you're able to. Uh, What can I say? and hear things yes you know those are the real senses i believe that are also that are getting triggered mostly so again everybody learned differently so mentally some kids may learn through a feeling or we all really learn through feelings more than the other senses anyway so if we can just get kids to just get a feeling of the basketball then it will start to be something more in their minds that they can start creating mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and even at that stage again because one thing you highlight which i think is key and, and even here in london i highlight just the importance of you could have you could be the most athletic player you could be the best shooter but if you can't 
read the game or again kind of like you were saying have that feel on the court you know your decision making isn't going to be quite up to standard or when you play against a better team you're going to get IQ whipped so 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 to speak you know so for yourself yes, coach yes. how do you how do you approach enhancing players' abilities to make effective decisions when they're on the court? Uh, by putting them through a lot of chaos, you know, because mm. chaos is, I call it, my dog is named Chaos, so I call him a beautiful situation because <laughs> he's a very beautiful dog. And he could be a very crazy dog as well too, but not in terms <laughs> of violent, but just in terms of his energy itself. Yes. So, yes. you know, Players grow when they're in chaotic situations because there's two things that happen. You know, you got a flight or a flight or fight response. And right. that fight response is a response of you figuring out how to maneuver your way through challenging situations. So I love putting people through challenges because challenges is what make people really grow. So if you're not challenging them, you know, you're not really helping them grow. You know, it could be technical work that you're doing as well too, which is great. But right. you know, challenge them by giving them certain tasks that they have to make, then you'll start to really see the frustration start to happen. And then it's it's beautiful when you start to see that frustration, you really start to see them figuring it out, you know, putting the pieces together, like literally, you know, getting the jigsaw puzzle and actually like yeah. putting that puzzle into like a, a beautiful painting. Exactly. So it's cool. You know, I, I love doing the things that, that make them, like I said, really feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortability right. is, is again, how we enter the unknown, it's how we look at things in life. And that's what makes us really realize that it's okay to go this way instead of going that way. Right, right. And I think the the the, the greatest thing for me is, is especially, you know, when you're kind of on the sidelines and you, you could only impact the game so much as a coach, you know, you, you kind of at some point just need to give it up to the players and kind of allow them to figure things out. And especially, you know, the, the highlight for me so far is is when it was this it, actually happened just last sunday which is crazy we i there was an under 14s game and they was pressing the whole game and yes i could x and know it but again it's just down to them actually executing and it was at that moment coach where they beat the press break they scored and then you can start oh, to yeah. see the, the 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 kind of gears turning okay so if we do a swing action and then bring the ball up once we cross the half court, slow it down. Then they start kind of making adjustments and really mm -hmm. performing under pressure, which is absolutely great for me to see. But in your experience, coach, what would you say are some of the key factors that contribute to a player's ability to perform under pressure? Uh, how they're able to calm themselves down in the midst of chaos. Uh, you know, I, I think what you said was like really beautiful like allowing them to figure it out you know that's something that a lot of people don't do and right this is just coming off of just life in general sometimes when you have a baby right you tell a baby not to do something and then what do they do they do yeah, it anyway do it. right and right. then you get mad because you tell them not to do something when really in the retrospect it's your language that you use that forced them to do something because they don't know what it looked like if they don't do it Right. So they got to get their own visual representation in which, you know, I get an understanding of what you're saying when you said, I didn't say nothing. I didn't draw up no X's and O's. I let them go. Right. You know, right. Our goal is to empower people. Yes. And by empowering them is by giving them the opportunity to figure things out 
and make mistakes and just be their support system to tell them it's okay, to motivate them, to tell them to get back, to tell them to try it again and keep doing it again, you know, until you actually start seeing that success. See, so I, if I, keep going. If I may, Coach, sorry to cut you off, my fault. Um, what made you, because I, I kind of noticed it earlier in this conversation, you're, you're, you're very conscious of not just the mind but but what the mind can do and even from a young age you said you you had you know even though you were shy your your mind and your creativity and you kind of thinking outside the box was huge for you so what what where did that come from man that's a great question uh i wish i could give you a definite answer i just believe (laughs) yo i i just believe man i just like visually watched everything. So along with me being quiet, you know, you think about your other senses, right? The other senses kick in my eyes. So I just view everything, which will start to give me a certain perspective, which start to just make me look at things deeper than the surface level of things. And that just was always, I guess, been my gift of who I am as a person. And I just use that as a kid to just help me navigate along through life. I love that approach, honestly, because I mean, I'm kind of big on, and it's only a concept I've just recently really started to implement is, you know, you could you could have a player who could be a 10 out of 10 in terms of skill set, athleticism, but if their confidence is at a four, guess what's going to happen? Your The, the skill set is going to come down to where the confidence level is, but if your confidence mm-hmm. is on 10, the 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 skill set the athleticism is going to match it or even rise above it you know so you just highlighted mm. how important the the mind truly is 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 super key for players listening to take away man honestly honestly i love it i i would suggest all players that really take care of your mental and yes. by that is just understanding who you are as a person and you may be young not knowing which is okay but you can figure out all the things that you like and all the things that you don't like and note those things down because then you start to really get an understanding on where you want to go in life and how you want to head there. And by that, just understanding that yeah, yeah, your mind plays the whole entire part of your, your system. Your nervous right. system is, is actually the biggest part of it all, really. Right. Because your nervous system takes in all of the information and gives you that feeling within your body whether you like it or not to tell you so you know by us having that understanding the whole person matters we worry and focus on basketball so much that there's another side of us that we need to explore because once we start exploring that person i believe it will also make the basketball side of us better because the more you know yourself the more you can handle circumstances and situations and and deal with pressure and anxiety and and anything that come across your way you know the level level of mastery is how the best players stay the best you know these guys knew themselves and by them knowing themselves and creating a routine for themselves to keep them on track and understanding what they don't like and realizing their core values and belief this is what makes them so great right along with just by putting that part of themselves into 
the sport. Right, right, and I mean, it it, it might be hard to pin it down to one sp- specific moment. So, uh, you know, there's probably a few that you're gonna pick from. But, coach, for yourself, just just in your years of coaching and just you know impacting so many players game but also their lives you know is there like a highlight or like a success uh success story of a player you have trained and just how you saw their skills improve oh that's a good one that is a really 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 good one you know what i, I could really just highlight all my kids you know, nice. and all the people that I Love really it. work with because they're Love all it. amazing individuals. Right. You know, nobody is the same. You get different characteristics from different people. And understanding that people are just beautiful, <laughs> you know, right. Is, right. is the best way to explain it. You know, everybody has their own creativity to how they see things and view things. So, you know, if they come across a problem that I see that we get to talk about and, and grow upon, and I see them overcome that, then to me, that's the ultimate highlight, man. Like to really see them go from where they are to where they want to be mm-hmm. and knowing that we was able to battle through and, and, and fight through these Tell challenges you. together. Yeah, rise above together. Like that, that's that was really make me happy, man. Like Telling you. you know, I, I'm not here for the, the, the glamorous, the glories, bro. I'd rather see Talk somebody really, really win. I'm always in that second person position. Yes, and I think it's just beautiful when you get to share that energy amongst each other, really be in the gym and and figuring out what makes them become a great person to bring it on the basketball court. Like that's every kid is my highlight, man. Every person, excuse me, not even it. just a kid, because everybody was involved. The person right. was my highlight. Right. And you see, I think and it, it's it's i understand that it's not on everyone to take interest or to understand or put themselves in our shoes but you know just kind of shed some light on what would you say coach is kind of the 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 unseen grind of being a basketball coach a skills trainer and and all of the above uh to me it's fun you know because mm. You, you you think about so many ways to help people become their best self. Right. And it just allows you to just explore numerous and various ways to tap into people's full potential. So, like, you know, I always tell people, I look at the things that most people don't tend to look at. And I always recommend and suggest athletes to take care of their feet, man. Like, Ooh, yeah, we like are the, fr- the first okay. thing that touches the ground Touch is feet. our okay. feet. Yes, sir. Man, when yes, we sir. wake up in the morning and we get out of bed and we yawn and yep. stretch, the first thing that touches it's that feet. floor is yes, our feet. Yes, sir. And our That's feet huge. gets, huge. you know, it gets damaged and brutal so much because we're doing constant cuts and all these different movements. And including that, you know, our shoes also limit and restrict a lot of our our uh, feet functions. Right. So by me giving this information out to the people and the kids that I work with, you know, it just allows them to look at themselves differently. And by that, now they are exploring something that they didn't even imagine and can take their game or even take their life 
to a whole nother level because right. when you start taking care of those the small things and start doing the little things you know it makes a greater impact on the bigger things in life right i see this is why man, coach you just you just read the game and and see the game and express the game in such a unique way this this is kind of one of the reasons why i was kind of drawn to your instagram because a lot of Thank players you, will probably ask you like you know how do i shoot better or which don't get me wrong those questions are important but even just highlighting the feet is so important you know getting the flexibility getting that range of motion in your feet that's why sometimes you know and i'm not that well versed in it but i've kind of seen just the importance of trying kind of just walking on the grass with no shoes no socks just your feet interacting with the environment around you it's so huge and even to the point where and i kind of got real into it because i mean my favorite team in the whole wide world listeners know is the chicago bulls and the person who kind of got me into basketball outside of kobe bryant michael jordan is derrick rose when you look at his Oof. jumping mechanics was through the roof but oh, yeah, what bro. was some of the contributing factors to his injury was his landing mechanics so that kind of brought me down a spiral of just the, the importance of landing and i speak to these guys that i kind of work with on a weekly basis and even to the people that are listening yes you want to work on jumping but landing is just as important as taking knockers because if you if you land stiff if you're not you know hinging at the the um, knees angles and the hips then that constant impact over over time certain muscles are going to give out certain bones are going to give out so again man just just hats off to your approach because i can tell even when you speak about the feet or you mention that to your players there was like oh actually never really thought of that coach and they're even more open to learning more about it yes 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 you know it's about keeping people curious you know giving yes. information that people that people don't think about you know it's it incites their curiosity Right. curiosity is what changes the world and what moves the world around because without curiosity you know nobody would invented invented any of these things that we use today Thanks. so by giving them you know that information about their feet is also a longevity thing because once you're done hooping yo you got to walk around and move around and stuff bro <laughs> exactly. like yo all exactly. that pain that you endure throughout your years it just catches back up to you and which is why most people still play. So they don't gotta go through that pain after they're finished. Or this is why people are hurting when they're done because they you know their bodies is all beat up from the impact that they have taken throughout the time. So, you know, if there's one thing that I could do to help you have longevity in the sport, but also in life, yeah. definitely gonna, you know, talk to you about your feet. And I'll tell anybody, <laughs> whether you old, young, don't play ball, do right. play ball, bro. I'm letting you know, bro, you got to take care of them feet, Me? yo. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yo, I love bro. It. I love it, man. And, like, again, the the drill that I absolutely loved and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow it. And w when you see it on my Instagram, please believe I'm shouting out right rise above academy for in inspiring it there was a warm-up activity you had coach where the players had two tennis balls right and it's about shoulder height and they gotta throw it in the air tap their thighs and then catch it and i was like that's something that i've never seen 
and it kind of just takes that whole hand-eye coordination and it makes it fun and you you even highlight in that video that it's it's fun like to them they're having a fun game but underneath that surface level they're working on their motor skills they're working on mm -hmm. manipulation does the hand muscle the reflexes like how do you tailor some of your workouts or even your training programs to meet the individual needs and goals of a player so one you know not every kid enjoys training and right. even That's certain true. tasks so the to me the best way that i've learned to retain information is by making things fun you know because when you make things fun they're growing now their mind is open they're curious they're, they're like i'm with anything and then when you challenge them they grow because now you're making them do something that they really never expected themselves to do and right when they realize that they can eventually get it it makes them feel more accomplished that they shouldn't just back off of challenges or things that looks hard and really may be easy to them in the long run Right. So by doing that, I always really, like I said, worry about the skill set of a person, but also the athlete part of a person as well, too. Because remember, mm. there's all different parts of people, right? There's a basketball player. There's an athletic person. There's a person person, you know. Right, right. We all have different hats in ourselves. So athletically, what can you do to master the game, right? I even have... Or, yeah, I even have this game that we all used to probably once play when we was a kid, Simon. Okay. Simon is a great, Simon is something that I've been doing for myself to boost my memory, but I've been also implementing with a lot of kids to help their memories improve as well, too. Because, you right, know, right. most of the time you go into a timeout, coach is giving you a play five seconds later. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's out the way. You know, right. What I got to go, yo? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yo, what's Coach say again? What, what defense we in? Right. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I always laugh, you know, at those situations. So I, And then when I laugh about it, I kind of think about it like, yo, what can I do to at least help this kid maybe improve his memory? Because he don't remember things for, for crap. Right. nothing and that's maybe right. because he's deep in his mind so maybe that we can do something to just start building his focus on learning how to retain information as memory so i'll use simon as you know a way to help kids memories get better so like i said we have different components you know and we just can't always think about the basketball skill set we got to look at the whole entire person because right. at the end of the day they're a human being right exactly exactly and even like what would you say are just some of the tips or even strategies because you have every player might go through that shooting slump or they're like you said they're just deep in thought they're just thinking about themselves or oh crap man i missed that turnover or how did i miss that free throw man like when it comes to them losing uh motivation you know what are some of the tips that you have or even strategies to help maintain that motivation and just have them stay the course during their skill development um i teach them to slow down <laughs> like mm. you know take baby steps and just relax like it's easier said than done to just say that i feel like saying relax to somebody is not the best way to get somebody to relax because they just get amped up but right. it's more is like you know speak to speak to them in a way of empowering and 
because I'm a life coach certified and I'm also certified as a hypnotherapist, nice. you know, these things have taught me to use words to trigger things that can like bring insight and positivity to their mind. Right. So again, words are real powerful and how we use words can truly affect the physiology of a person. So, right. you know, how is that person talking to themselves? Are they saying, I can't do this or I'm trying to do it or, you know, this will never go in. You know, these things are negative words that bring down, you know, negative energy. Mm -hmm. So first I just see how this player is at least acting. And then I would just, you know, start giving them more encouraging words along with fixing a jump shot as suggestions, because at the end of the day, if we also forcing kids to do something, they're not going to do it. You know, right. we got to be suggestive to it. You know, sometimes as a coach, you should say something to where it feels like a suggestion more than a, a command. Right. So with that, it gives a lot more ease to the player to make subtle changes and subtle movements. You know, you got to, it's a shifting of the belief. You know, once their beliefs start opening up, then you can see different possibilities on how a player can shoot better or dribble better. You know, that's the, to me, that's how I really approach a kid or a player when they're in some type of slump. You know, really just continue to talk and empowering motivations and affirmations to them so they can stick that to their own mind and eventually say it. So saying things like, I am a good shooter. I am go. a great shooter. You know, this is going in. Even if it missed, you're like, you got to just talk positive regardless of the outcome. See, Coach, you just mentioned th uh, something that I absolutely love is it's a suggestion rather than a command. Why do you mean that? Because I, I, I absolutely love that statement in itself. So language is real deep. And the study of the language, when you use words like you, that's like telling people what to do. You know, and when you say, yo, you got to do this, that's a command. That's not telling me, that's not suggesting that I should do it. You telling me I should do it. So people taking that into wrong context, and it's not to say that they're being uh, coddled or being, uh, you got to use different language to them. It's just more in the sense that, you know, change your vocabulary up and maybe you'll get a different result right. instead of just using... Right words that are just making you so enforceful on somebody. Mm. You know, we shouldn't enforce anything on anybody because we all have what well, we all say, free will, right? We all able to it's think true. for ourselves. It's and true. by us having that free will, when somebody's telling us that you gotta do this and you gotta do that, you kinda, you commanded me. Right, right. Oof. I like that. I'm, 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 I'm gonna apply that in my next approach. Seriously, I like that. I like that because I think, you know, I think uh, Coach K said that, you know, as, as coaches, you know, as mentors, when you're teaching plays, it's not about what you communicate, it's about how you communicate, you know, and, and everyone is different, you know, some people you can be like, okay, I'm ready to get the rebound, come on, whereas others, I'm, you kind of you can highlight, or they might take it in a sense of, okay, what could have you done better there? You know, mm. coach, I could have bought that rebound. There you go. Show me it. Do it. There you and go. Then, you know, right. so it's, it's, it's so many different angles, you know. So I love that there's a suggestion rather rather than a command. You got me here taking notes, coach. I love it. Oh, <laughs> I love fire, it. That's fire, man. I appreciate that, bro. I, man, whatever I could do to, you know, give out knowledge, I just want to help as, as much as possible. You know, because I, yes, I feel like this part is the biggest part. You know, 
one thing I love that we spoke about in the beginning of this is, you know, you got certified and you took a course, right? And right. your license, like that, to me, is what we need over here in America, you know, because we all <laughs> right. deal with some some problems psychologically that we can bring it on to a kid, you know, unconsciously. Right. Right. And by us not understanding these things or having at least courses that could give us a certain information, you know, I think that hinders a lot of coaches and people that want to take their careers to the next level. Right. So, you know, I love the fact that, you know, this information that you have as you learn from getting certified is a beautiful thing. Like, and I think it needs to be, you know, put out there a lot more for a lot of coaches to do. Right. Right. And, and honestly, with, with, with the utmost respect to your time, I've got one more question and we're going to enter the third quarter, which I like to call the quick hit a segment and then the fourth quarter which is kind of like a game that I play with the guests where I give the guests 10 seconds and they need to name five things but it will be related to basketball so uh, cool. <laughs> just just before we get into that coach the final question before we enter the quick hit a segment is you know there's so many highlights just in general that we can pull from and we can have a we can even take a moment to look back at but for yourself, coach, what was the highlights that stand out to you the most? But also, what were some of the lowlights that made you a better mm. coach and a better person? The highlights that made me a better coach and a better person is when I was going out to better myself. Because once you better yourself, the energy just emulates and pours out to other people. You know that. You know and then that. when you get information to help yourself you could give that information out to other people and they could possibly take that along the way and help themselves in their future in and the low lights is you know uh being young you know when you're young in the game you don't really know the things that you know years down the line mm. in which you know you come across certain people at those times so somebody said something real real deep to me and it was in a in a form of like a family and kids. So if okay. a family has three kids, each kid is gonna get a different representation of you. So mm. that means each kid that come across our life in different seasons is getting a different person of us because wow. we always grow or change change is inevitable growth is optional so we're always changing Ooh, but are we always wait, wait, coach, growing? Coach, hold on hold on hold on hold on you preach it right now hold on hold on rewind back please <laughs> you said you said you said wait a minute hold on i'm getting goosebumps right now hold on you said change is inevitable growth is optional is that optional. correct yes and this is oh my god I, I could take I, I wish i could take full credit from this but this is from even my OG who have helped me out along throughout the years of me playing and coaching and just growing as a person. His name is Ed. I call him Uncle Ed, Ed Collier. He is the one that spits a lot of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding into my life, which mm -hmm. I'm able to also bring that back to a lot of kids. So when he told me growth is inevitable and, I mean, excuse me, change is inevitable and growth is optional, that became a monumental thing for us during a pandemic with me and a group of my friends. We call it the workout where we literally took kids or not took kids, but we signed kids up 
to work out in a empty pool of our park that's like right near our neighborhood because okay. during that time there was no hoops there was nothing for kids to do so we just wanted to gather the whole neighborhood and kids that are around the neighborhood in that space to just train and just just be with people right so yes right that that right there like i said when we get different people going back to basically what i'm saying though the low lights is just the people that I came across at certain points in my life. You know, I wish I was better for them, but I believe I was also my best self for them at that time. Mm, damn, that's going right through my head for at, at least this week. <laughs> Change is inevitable. Growth is optional. Ooh, shout to the OG. That is, that is powerful. That is powerful, man. Goodness me. Now we're going to enter the third quarter, which is called the quick hit a segment. So I'm just going to um, ask you some questions, coach. And obviously there is no right answer. So I'm just going to pick your brain a bit. So the first question, coach, is, and, and I'm super curious to know your answer for this one, is what would you say, coach, is a skill that is taught by many, but only mastered by a few? Skill taught by many, only mastered by a few. Crossover. Mm, talk to me. Talk to me. I like that. Because I feel like everybody, not to say they don't fully get the understanding of that crossover, like guys like AI, you know, like you see the way he crossed the ball over. You right. know, guys like Kyrie, like they get into certain fields. Yes. of their body positions and really cross the ball over. Yes. You know, you got to really position your feet into a great stance, you know, if you were to want to cross over like these guys. So I think, you know, within that stance, it's, it's tough for many. Like, I feel like a crossover always happens, mm -hmm. but a good one is from somebody to actually know how to feel or have a real feel for the game. Right. Right. I like it. Okay. Next one. And I feel like you, you've already – answered this so feel free to say you've already answered it or maybe not but this next question is the best piece of advice you ever received oh man the best piece of advice i ever received is a great <laughs> question i'm all about <laughs> powerful questions and great questions because you just get the mind going yes sir um I'll say really is is that we're forever learners mm. because no matter where you are and how old you are in life, you're always bound to learn something new. So, you know, we're forever learners and stay curious. Stay that curious. is like, I guess, nah, staying curious is the best advice that I got. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. And the next one, if it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't have learned filling the blank about myself. If I didn't learn... Say that question one more time. I got you. If it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't have learned filling the blank about myself. The truth about myself. Mm. And I say that because we all are looking to discover who we are and basketball can do that because we build friendships. 
we go through a lot of adversity. You know, we learn a lot of lessons. And with that, it starts to build our level of self. And with a level of self, that becomes a level of mastery once you start to understand yourself. Right. So that's what it really taught me, the truth of just who I am and what I got, what I'm capable of. Right. And the final question, Coach, is what would the title of your autobiography be? Whew. Rise above. Mm. Yes, sir. Because every day, even in the positive and negatives, you know, you look at a rose, and the reason I created a rose because it stems from a dirty environment, which is the ground, which all right. of us starts from the ground up first. Right. And as we do that, you know, I look at the seed that we plant is just how we begin our journey into this world, which is our, us being born, and we start right. getting watered. And that, that water starts to grow our stem and, you know, and our stem, that's when we really start our journey. Because as we continue to water ourselves and we go through our journey, we may grow a leaf to me, which is a positive mm -hmm. or a thorn, which is a negative. But now do all negatives have to be uh, bad? Nah, like to sure. me, negatives are never bad because you learn from it. So a thorn is not necessarily ugly. It's beautiful. Right. right, it's just sharp. You can't mess with it. And as we continue to go through our journey, we start to really grow and blossom into the person that we want to be. And most of the time, that happens when we get older, and we start to, you know, age, because we start to really not care so much about judgments and all these other things that are out happening out there. Mm -hmm. And with that, we get a sense of that beautiful rose. To where we get to share it with somebody else and that's what rising above is 100 percent, 100 percent. and we're gonna transition now into the fourth quarter just before we wrap up where i like to have fun with the guests and and just to kind of give you a heads up now guests in the past have done pretty well there's a few curveball questions that's kind of really forced thought and kind of had to really think on their toes but i think coach just just how your mind works Plus you from NYC, so I think you straight, Coach. You got this one. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> get it. Let's one. get it. Okay, so I'm just going to play the background now. So when I ask these questions, Coach, the timer will start. When you hear this, that means the timer is about to Ten, start. And then when you hear the nine, countdown, that's eight, when you could just start seven, listing the stuff off. Six, is that cool? cool. Five. Let's do it. Perfect, perfect. Okay, you just <laughs> in. I love it. <laughs> I love it's it. Okay, Coach, so... First question, we're going to start nice and easy. Coach, you have got 10 seconds to name five NBA players. 10, Kobe, nine, LeBron, eight, seven, Michael Jordan, six, Shaq, five, Kyrie. Four, easy. Uh, three. Easy money. Easy money. That was, that it, was a it. five bet. Okay. Shit. I feel like oh, I'm on the game show right now. You got me sweating <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. Oh, I like this. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Second one. Okay, coach. You have got 10 seconds to name five NBA teams. 10. Nine, Denver. Eight, Houston. Seven. Lakers. Six. Knicks. Five. Celtics. Four. Oh, yes, sir. Three, yes, sir. Hey, listeners. 
here's what I love. He he put the Knicks in there strong. I love that. I love Yo, that. I have to, man. We made it to the second round of the playoffs, man. It's been a minute, bro. I was enjoying that. I don't care if you not a Knicks fan at that moment, bro. You got to enjoy that, bro. You, you don't know, know that. if that's going to happen again. You feel me? So <laughs> let's, let's take the good for what it is, man. I hear it. I hear it. Okay. Next one, Coach, now I'm going to give you the heads up. I'm going to say that the screen is coming early, right, so you don't get hit by the screen. Now, in the okay. past, guests have, have, have kind of fumbled with this question because, again, you, you do hear these names on ESPN and in podcast conversation, but it's only during a certain time of the season you really hear these names. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give you that little hint, and let's see how you do with this next one. So, Coach, you have mm. got... 10 seconds to name five NBA coaches. 10, 9, Eric Spolcher, 8, um, 7, Steve Kerr, 6, uh, 5, Mark Jackson, 4, okay. uh, 3, 2, more, two, more. two Shit, uh, uh, 1. Fuck! <laughs> Use my language, bro. I know, no, you straight, you straight. <laughs> shit. This shit is fun. <laughs> We'll take the three. Oh. We'll take the three. Okay, so next one <laughs> is 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 a little bit challenging again. Okay, I like this though. You you do hear these names, um, and I'm gonna just leave it at that because I don't want f previous guests to kill me. And go, hey, yo, coach, what's going on? When it was my turn, you wasn't giving me these heads up. I was running right into the screen. I right, bet I ain't gonna say nothing more. Okay, so coach, you got ten seconds to name five international players in the NBA. 10, 9, Luka, 8, uh, 7, 6, um, um, 5, Jokic, yep. uh, you got Rudy Gerbert, you got yep, yep. Uh, Rob, uh, Rob Ricky Rubio, Jeez. <laughs> 4. I'll Bro. take it. That's what... <laughs> I was right there. My mind was going and I had them in my mind. <laughs> okay. We have got the last three left, the last three. Okay, so coach, you have got 10 seconds. Now, th th these ones are kind of down to personal preference now. So coach, you got okay. 10 seconds to name five basketball movies. Coach. 10, nine, Coach Carter. Eight, yep. uh, Glory seven, Road. Five, uh, four, um, two, little battle movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, bro. No. I love it. I love it. I love this. That was fun. <laughs> man, yo. I'd have walked away with some money, right? <laughs> okay, final two, coach. Final two. Okay, let's go. Last two. Okay, coach, 10 seconds to give me your top five players of all time. 10. LeBron, nine, Kobe, eight, Kyrie, seven, six, Shaq, five, and Brandon Roy. Four, three, two, okay. Okay. And the final one, coach, and I'm super hyped to, to, to hear how you respond to this one, coach. Final one. 10 seconds to name five artists who get you hyped before a workout. 10, 9, Kerr, eight, Dave East, seven, Come on. Six, uh, Drake, five, um, four, three, Beyonce, two. give me okay. and Two chains. Two chains. Oh, 
two chains. Okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. Oh, man. Listeners, honestly, this this was a absolute honor, absolute privilege, super fun, super hyped. I mean, I, I've been hyped this whole week pretty much, you know, just to, you know, finally sit down and, and speak with this coach and, and may this relationship continue. And listeners, do not worry. The info, all the links will be in the description of this podcast. But coach... For the listeners who want to find you, who just want to know more about just not just being better basketball players, but just better people in general, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at uh, Rise Above Academy. I'm also have my personal page, which is I'ma be polite, which is my full name, Brandon Polite. So my last name is Polite. Yes, and sir. then uh, you can also find me. Yeah, that's really mainly it where I really operate my stuff from. Nice. With that being said, though, Demetrius, man, this was an amazing uh, podcast. You do a great and excellent job interviewing the people that you have on your show, and I really commend you, bro. Do appreciate that, man. Thank you, thank you, man. I mean, listeners, this is myself and Coach Brandon of Rise Above Academy signing out. <laughs>